Hello, Hot Vibes. And welcome back to Sense8, Episode 6, Demons. Yes. Also known as Clusterfuck. I was going to say also known as Clusterfuck. Yes. <laughs> I was, I was, I was going to say it was called Clusterfuck and go, oh, oops. Uh, wrong title. <laughs> but, like, but yeah, um, fun episode? Yeah. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> you didn't, tell me you didn't watch it at work. <laughs> no, 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 no. I watch at home. I watch at home. I watch on my TV. I had oh, to turn okay. on the volume because my brothers were like upstairs getting ready to come down, and like I luckily the scene ended before they came down. Yes. So I was like, I was like, hurry up, hurry up. So like, yeah, we were all good with that department. I didn't because uh, I, I knew there was a clusterfuck episode. I wasn't gonna fucking watch that work. I wasn't no. gonna watch that. No. <sighs> but no, yeah, no. I, I have things to say about this episode and things oh. to say about the clusterfuck in general. Things to point out that bothered me about it as well okay i think i know maybe what something may have bothered you I, i'm pr- pretty sure i know what bothered you so yeah <laughs> so we'll get like, there we will get there <laughs> so how was your week this week how was my week i had two days of work each totaling eight hours completely so four hour days um other than that i just filmed i guess nothing much else happened let me let me really think here. Let me think. Okay. Oh, oh, oh! Gonna... You watched it too. Uh, I use Love Wins All. <laughs> yes. I cried. <laughs> that was emotional, dude. I was like not expecting it to be that emotional, but it was. They're both great actors, so. Oh yeah, for sure. For Amazing. Sure. I know her. For, I I know she was in a couple dramas as well, but I know Tay was in a drama beforehand as well. I was trying to think. I think it was called Huarang, but I never watched it. So I should watch it, but they're both good actors, end of the day. And so this music video is Yeah, I, I know what he was in. I think I've seen maybe like one clip from it. Uh, me too. <laughs> but that's about it. Like I haven't sat down and seen the whole thing. So Dang. Everything he acts in, he tends to die, apparently. So <laughs> two for two oh, at damn. least. <laughs> oh I you know he died in that show. Sorry, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll be honest, I, I don't really know what it's called, but all, all I know, I think there was a scene where he was, like, in, like, bed with someone. Was he? Shit, never mind. Was this a I, I, No, 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 I, I, no, not, like, in a sexual way, in, like, a... Oh. <laughs> like, I, I, I think, I think, I could be mistaken, now that I think, I don't know, the, the way you act, I, I feel like I'm wrong. I could it be was wrong. A, it was a traditional one, like, Parang? Yeah, it, it was, like, um, very, like, traditional, like, the long hair... Yeah, 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 that one. Okay. Tied, yeah. <laughs> I was like, was there another one? Um, no, yeah. So I know they were good actors, so the music video was gorgeous and I cried and everything, but... Yeah. I guess that's it. <laughs> okay. Goodness gracious. How about you? So on Friday, I had to stay late for work because there was a, a middle school dance. Oh, fun. After. Fun. No. No. <laughs> I say that sarcastically. Yeah, no, I mean, it was about what you expect from middle school dance. Just awkward oh. and uncomfortable for everyone. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, that sucked. Also, squirrels this week. Squirrels? What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, there are, I have three squirrel stories to share. Um, two of them happened literally within five minutes before recording this. Oh, my. So, the first one, a squirrel almost came into my garage. Because I had my big door open to let my blue wire in, and as I was bringing it in, I walked back to shut the door, and the squirrel's, like, right there. It's, oh like, staring God. at me, like, it's about to, like, run towards me. And I'm like, don't do it. 
So I started shutting the door and it ran away. So they want to come in. They want to come say hi. <laughs> no, that'd be dangerous. <laughs> no, thank you. Squirrels are a little crazy when they're trapped inside. Yeah, I'd imagine. <laughs> yeah. And then my second squirrel story is a squirrel fell off my roof literally moments before we recorded. Oh my god. What is wrong with the squirrels this week? Yeah, I heard it running around my roof. I'm like, what are you doing? And I see it fall, like I hear like a rumbling in the bush. And I look out, the squirrel's like there, like falling down into the bush and just ran off. The hell is in the air. <laughs> well, then my third squirrel story, a squirrel came into the school I work at. No. Well, during school hours? Yes. But it, it's not as bad as you think because it's like the way our doors work is there's like the door, there's like a little like small area, and then there's another door to go actually go into the real building. So they got into like the middle area, so they weren't like inside the building and everything. But it was squirrel was like trapped inside that little area. Because it couldn't get out. And it kept, like, literally, like, hopping and bouncing off the door. And then bouncing off the glass. Like, hit itself off the glass trying to, like, get out. (laughs) (laughs) And we were staring there. So we had to, like, go around, open the door for us so it would run out and leave. Oh, my God. Someone go this way. Someone go that way. (laughs) Yeah. So squirrels this week have been a little crazy in the air. Jesus. Yeah. We had a snow and ice storm here. I guess that happened. But it wasn't really a storm, it was just a bunch of snow, and now it's like a glacier out there. So that's yeah, we got some snow and ice, but it all like melted away because Wednesday was like 50 degrees out. Oh, lucky. It's been 30 like all week. I think it went even lower like yesterday. Uh, so I think it's supposed to snow either today or tomorrow? I wonder when it's supposed to snow here. Let me see. Let me take a little gander at the weather here. So, evidently we are supposed to get a lot of snow and rain tonight, but not a lot, just a bit. And... That goes into tomorrow. Other than that, nothing. So. Yeah. But it. I'm so sick of the snow, though. I know. Like, I, every time I call my cousin, she's always like, oh, it hasn't snowed here yet, and I don't know why, and it's like, I hate that, and I'm like, dude, there's so much snow here. You want some? I can give you some. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, it's not like I want it. Like, there's too much of it. Like, first time, great. But- yeah. And, like, for me, mainly, I don't like snow because it affects my work. Like, if there's so much snow the school closes, I need to go in early and, like, do the snow removal there. And I don't like doing that. So yeah. that's mainly my big issue with snow is that I need, it affects my work, which I don't like. Mm. Like, other than that, I feel like snow's fine. But, yeah. Sometimes my mom will send my uncle to pick me up because she doesn't want to drive in it. It depends on how heavy the snow is, though. <laughs> mm. Oh! So remember last week, I was talking about how I was watching Attack on Titan? Yes. I finished it. You finished it. It was so good. I'm like yeah. obsessed with it now. Like I'm going like watching like all these videos about it now. I'm like, oh my god, it's so good. It's <laughs> so good. Like I know you're not in the anime, so you'll probably never watch it, but it was so <laughs> like I na- I I know why it's like one of the like highest rated animes is because mm-hmm. or anime is because it's so good. Like it's the story is so good. It's so well thought out and like it's so interesting. Like it's so good. The ending was great. Also, the... So, I don't know if you know this in anime. But, it's like, halfway through the season, they change the intro. It's a different song, different style. Like, really? it's a whole different intro. Yeah. Ooh. And the final season part two intro is incredibly fucking good. It, <laughs> it is so... I have listened to it, like, nonstop. It is so good, like... 
And if you ever listen to it, you wouldn't expect me to like it because it's very like different. But like it very speaks different. to me in a way I can't understand. And like <laughs> it hits me so hard. And I fucking love it. There are songs like I love songs like that where it's just like you don't expect it to, but it like hits you in a way that's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> Am I going to cry? <laughs> it's so good like it's so like even like the visuals for like that intro for the part two is like so like it it, it hits it hits oh actually so ooh, speaking of shows i'm on i just finished episode seven of cooking crush Ooh. so i'm like over halfway through and let me tell you things are moving at a, at a breakneck speeds like we are going fast really <laughs> yeah can I just say, episode five. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Episode five. Literally, episode five. I was like, what? Okay. I'm not <laughs> complaining, but continue. <laughs> <laughs> but also, this I, I didn't expect to love this show as much as I did. Like, I, I thought it would be fun, but this is actually really good. <laughs> and the comedy is really funny. <laughs> I'm having a really good time with it. It's a com. It's more of a comedy anyway. It's not like a, you know drama it's got more comedy element in it than yeah. anything but i'm genuinely enjoying it like it's it's up there for me for sure i really like it <laughs> nice that's fun it's a good time um yeah that's about all that happens to me honestly <laughs> yeah other than me obsessing over attack on titan and the theme song for <laughs> that it's like it's like i literally like singing it to myself every now and then which is hard to do because there's like a screamo part in it that <laughs> which again sounds weird because i don't re- normally listen to screamo but it just like it's like it it hits it hits yeah. like I, I know you'll never watch or listen to it but like unless you <laughs> decide to be one of those like oh not anime fan watches anime intros because i know those are popular on youtube so i don't know if you want to do that <laughs> but if you do watch that just for the record i'll, I'll okay. i can send you a list of anime intros if you need <laughs> good to know that would be one of them. <laughs> but no, it's so good. Yeah, so good. Congratulations on finishing a show. <laughs> yes. Oh, so good. I even bought, like, a ring that one of the characters has, which turned into a where you can, like, flick it up, and it becomes, like, a little blade. Mm. Um, And she uses it to cut herself. Um, Which I I, 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 now, I now realize sounds bad, but but it, it's not. It's not in that way. It's, it's to cut herself so she can have an open wound so she can transform into a titan to fight. Goodness gracious. <laughs> I know, yeah, I, re- I realized how I sounded when I first phrased that about cutting herself. It's not like, in that oh, way. It's it, cool. it, it, it very good. It's very good. Don't worry. Oh, and side note, actually. Ooh. Something else I discovered this week. ATs went on the first show of their tour. The other dates of the tour haven't been announced, so I don't know what else they're doing. But... They went on the first leg of their tour in Seoul. Good God, the budget was increased for their tour. Because really? I know I haven't watched the entire concert because I had an idea to maybe watch it for my Patreon. But, oh my God. Like, it, th- there was like, I feel like there was, I saw a giant hand at one point coming out of the stage. There's like a tower with like an eyeball light at the top of it. Like it sees everything, oh. you know? And Jongho at one point was on like a spiral staircase that I saw on like TikTok. I was like, oh my God, this is like a budget. <laughs> Is giving no. budget, so if they if they come here, I'm gonna be real sad because I'm saving money. <laughs> yeah, you probably won't be able to go. I'm gonna be real upset. I, if I don't they think do like an, here, If they, well, yeah, they will. <laughs> to Maine? They've done it. No, not Maine, but like U.S. Is oh, what I'm saying. oh, it's usually Newark. Um, 
New York. But, no, Newark. Where's Newark? Where's Newark? It's in New Jersey. <laughs> oh, I thought, I, I thought, well, I, I thought you were asking New York, but you're like, New. I'm like, no, it's New York. It's Newark, New, I know it's called New York, but there's Newark, New Jersey. <laughs> I know, isn't that where they normally go, is New York? No, they go to Newark. Oh, I've been I know to that. Newark, I've been to three Newark shows. In 2022, I went to two AT shows and one Stray Kids show in Newark. I went to the same uh, venue three oh, times. I thought, I, 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 thought, I thought it was New York, like maybe New York City or something, and then LA were like the two big ones. It is like a 30-minute drive from New York, though, because when I took the bus to go to the last AT's concert of that year, um, I was like in Port Authority in New York waiting for the last bus to Newark, mm. like my last little stretch, because I had to take like three different buses. And it was not leaving. And the driver kept coming in because he was like asleep at one point. So he took forever to come. And then he came. And then suddenly he left again to go get like a coffee or something. And I was like, dude, we were supposed to leave 30 minutes ago. And I have a hotel to get to. <laughs> it is almost midnight. They're going to close. So I was like, screw it. I'm taking a lift because it was like 30 minute drive and maybe like 20 bucks. I was like, fine. I'll just take it. I don't care. So I just, it, I found out actually how relatively close Newark is to New York. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, usually in Newark. So if they go this year, I'm going to be real sad if I don't have the money yeah. to do it. But if they have an encore in Seoul while we're there, I would gladly go. Yeah. <laughs> Please, because that looked awesome. <laughs> the budget is budgeting. Um, It looks like there's a whole storyline, too. Like, their whole lore is, like, in this show. Like... I think there was one part, it might have been, you know, I might be wrong, um, but he's like running around the stage and then he like falls over and he's like on there and people like come up from behind him and like grab him and he's like being dragged to like the back. And I was like, dude, there's like lore here. This is a drama. This is not a, this is not a concert. Oh, this is a production. <laughs> my gosh. I can't wait to watch that full concert, but I'm trying to decide whether I want to do it for my Patreon or if I just want to sit and watch it, but it looks awesome. <laughs> Holy crap. Anyway. Yeah, I keep finding things to talk about from this week, but honestly, nothing happened this week. <laughs> yeah. Recording and work. That's it. I'm not working at all next week. Oh, really? Nope. But I have three eight-hour days the week after, and I was like, well, that's new. I have money. This is so exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get into Sense8, episode six, Demons. Hmm. Uh, did you uh, pick up on the other uh, mention of demons in the show, other than the obvious one for the title? Um, well, the like, obvious one when Kala was talking to Wolfgang. That is, that is the obvious one. Okay. And then, then there's no, another I one. I the other one. You will get it once I get to it. Well, you'll be like, oh, okay. So it's not as obvious, but it okay. is another reason that the show is called Demons. Um, or this episode. So with this episode... We start with Will and Riley, and I love this scene. It's oh, this, so, oh, this was cute. It's so cute. It's so interesting, and I love that someone finally had the idea to, like, hey, let's exchange phone numbers. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, yeah, we'll make sure we're actually real people. Exactly. So, we see Riley sitting in the pub drinking a beer, and we see Will walking across a bar that's filled with fellow cops. So, they're both kind of in their own areas, but they're both in bars, drinking establishments. Mm. And Will comes across Riley. And they meet and they're talk. They, they were like, "Oh my gosh, I was just I was just thinking about you." It's like that's so weird. I was thinking about you too. So that kind of it's like ah, so that's how we yeah. met up. And it's kind of getting easier for Will to let it happen rather than to make it happen, like Jonas was telling him. Yeah. 
So they're sitting there sharing a beer together simultaneously in both bars. And they're introducing each other and kind of talking about their jobs. And Riley's saying she's a DJ because he's like, oh, are you a musician? And she's like, no, I'm just a DJ. He's like, that's still really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, they're just, they're wholesome and cute. And I fucking love them. <laughs> and Riley asks, are, are we going crazy? Because I don't know what's going on. And Will says, you know what? I have an idea. Give me your phone. And he puts his own phone number into it and he says, so, you have no way of knowing this number. So if you press dial and this phone rings, then we've got some confirmation here. And she does. And it rings. And they're like, oh my god, this is so cool. <laughs> and so Will, being like, you know what? It, I need to go a step further to make sure we're not crazy. I'm going to take this I li- Yeah, I like this part. This was very smart. This was very smart. So he takes the phone over to Diego. He's like, something's going on with my hearing. Can you answer this for me? And he answers it. And she's like, is Will there? And he says, it's some chick with a weird accent. <laughs> and she's like, weird accent? <laughs> but he also says she sounds hot. And she's like, okay, I like it. <laughs> yeah, she's like, yeah, that's fine. Fair. Actually, thanks. <laughs> and so he's like, yeah, yeah, thanks. He takes the phone back. And when he says, "It's," I think it's safe to say we're not going crazy, you can hear the time delay echo in the phone. I, yeah, I noticed that. That was so cool. <laughs> I love that. And Riley's like, look, have you had any other, like, visitors? Because it feels like there's more of us. I feel like I've seen other people. Like, she saw Caffius in the last episode. Hmm. And he says, according to Jonas, there are eight of them. And Jonas, who he knows, was with this the woman who shot herself. And Riley says Angelica's name. And he was like, how did you know that? And Riley says, I don't know. I just, I just know. <laughs> yeah. It's just in there. And Will mentions that during their visit at the church, Riley seemed scared and asked if she was okay, which she went through some traumatic incident, <laughs> which we know about. Yeah. And she says she's okay now, but she has complicated friends. And she then says she's got to go because she needs to go to bed and... It's a bit late there, but he's like, oh, yeah, it must be very late. And she's like, well, it's DJ hours, you know, like, because she DJs up until the early hours of the night. So she's probably goes to bed at like, I don't know, 5 (laughs) a.m. And we kind of get a glimpse of what Sun is going through before we actually go to her. We see her Mm. walking through the building, their, their father, her father's company. And it looks like the authorities are there when they're cleaning out the office in boxes mm. and a lot of stuff. So, yeah, not good. Not good for her. But she does catch a glimpse of Nomi as they're there. Yeah. Transitions us to Nomi. So Nomi and Amanita are in the trash department we saw last episode. Yeah. Everything is trashed. Everything is kind of taken. And... Nomi's like, they didn't just take my laptop and my backups, they even took my journals. Mm-hmm. Are you good? Um, n- uh, so the squirrel's <laughs> back? Oh my god. On the roof? And, and, and may I brought a friend? No. <laughs> they, they, might, they might be doing stuff up there. Because <gasps> I'm hearing stop. some weird noises from squirrels on my roof. I would like go outside and be like, hey! <laughs> like, I, I kind of want to, but I also don't. Because I don't need to see that. But like, because it's it, they're making these weird noises that squirrels don't normally make. What the hell is going on with the squirrels in your community? (laughs) 
Oh what? my god, screaming. It's like, ah, ah. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit. What the? Like, it almost sounds like a bird, but it's not because it's running on my fucking roof. Unless it's a squirrel eating a bird. Do you have, like, squirrel food up there? What is going on? I'm gonna go check, actually. Make sure a bird's not dying. Let's, yeah, let's make sure no one's dying. Okay. So there are squirrels doing it on my roof. And what? there's another squirrel on my neighbor's garage just sitting there watching. What the hell is going <laughs> on in your area? I am not making this up. There are squirrels doing it on your roof. Yes. Why? Like, it, it was hard to see, so I had to get up on my porch to really see, because it's like, there's like a slant on my roof, and so, like, they're right here on the far side, on the opposite end, so I couldn't really see, but I did see, like, motions going oh, on. Oh, God. Um, so I need to listen to that until they leave. Um, but it's, I think it's raining now, so hopefully they take this to a tree or something. Um, Why can't they do it in a tree? Like, what the... Yeah, yeah, uh, so, anyway, continue. Oh, God, okay. <laughs> so just know, if I start looking up or, you know, look around, it's because there are squirrels doing it on my roof. The squirrels are having an activity, gotcha. They, yeah. they heard we were talking about the clusterfuck, and then they wanted yeah, to- they, Yeah, they, they got inspired by it, and they're like, you know they what, got... let's get it on. <laughs> they got inspired. Okay, so, Nomi Naminita. Uh, as I said, they they returned to their apartment in the last episode, and it was trashed and pretty yeah. much destroyed. And they start looking through everything to see what they could find that was, you know, untouched. And Nomi realizes they didn't just take her laptop and her backups. They also took her journals, like her private journals. Mm. They took, like, everything. Th th so this is, like, weird. This is Have I theorized yet that Whisper is behind all this? No, I don't, think, I don't think you have. I, I mean to say that, because I thought I did already, but I guess not. Yeah, I feel like he's, I guess, knows that Nomi's one of Angela's, like, children or whatever. Mm. And was, like, Whisper was just, like, get on this, I guess, and lobotomized her. And I, that that's my big theory right now. Because I, I, this seems way too excessive just to be a regular lobotomy yeah, procedure. Exactly. That's how, that, I was, I was, like, trying to instill that in you a little bit. I'm like, this is weird, right? This is yeah, not no, I, yeah. I think I meant to say like two or three episodes ago, but I, I, I guess maybe I didn't, and then I realized I should probably voice that. So. <laughs> it's a yeah. little excessive, no? Um, a little bit. A little bit. So they're they're stressed, obviously, and even the sofa's ruined, so they go to sit on that, but it's so trashed in there. And Nomi says, you know, like this isn't fair. This is this is ridiculous, and. That she didn't do anything. And Amanita's like, you're right, you didn't do anything. Hmm. And Nomi kind of realizes in this moment, what's happening to them is not going to stop. And she looks at uh, she looks at Amanita like, this, no, nah, this isn't going to stop. Something has to be done. And Amanita's like, oh no. You have that look in your eye. <laughs> so Nomi, Nomi wants to do something to yeah. stop. Because they're not going to stop unless we make them. Because... Uh, they're just going to think they could keep doing what they're doing. So they need to yeah. work on something to go against them. So they decide to kind of find a place where they can trust people and prepare to fight back. And Amanita says, shit just got real. <laughs> so yeah, they're going to work on fighting back because they're being attacked from every, every angle here. Even their whole, their, even hosts, even their house. <laughs> yeah. I can't say words today. Um, 
Next, we finally go to Sun, and we see what she's now going through. She approaches a podium in front of a bunch of media and reporters, and walking up to the podium, she says, I have offered to surrender to the police, and that she acted alone in this, and that her father and brother did not benefit from anything she was doing and did not know she was doing it. She claims full responsibility for the embezzlement and then is escorted away by police. So she has made her decision. She is going to prison. Yeah. Very important scene next. Riley arrives home. Yeah. And someone's there waiting for her. Yeah. Turns out Nix is alive and well. And he's sitting there with Shugs and Bambi, who are doing drugs that he presumably has supplied them. Yeah. And she, the second she sees him, she tries to leave. She's like, nope, I'm out. And there's a bodyguard blocking the exit, so she can't yeah. leave. And when Nyx tells the others to leave, Shugs stops before he goes and he apologizes to her. He just says, sorry, and then walks out. And I want to take this back to... Two episodes ago, where Lito, when he's in Riley's place, says, but I do know that mm. I'm going to be betrayed. Yeah. And this was the foreshadowing that I was talking about that I did not notice the first time around because it's so blink and you miss it. And I don't think I noticed that until, like, I want to say, like, many watches later. Like It wasn't yeah. even, like, in my second watch that I noticed that. <laughs> so this, the seeds of that were sown a couple episodes ago, but Shugs and Bambi did betray Riley for drugs, presumably. Um, mm. and so Nick turns around, he, he's got a large bandage over a wound on his face, and he tells Riley, he's like, you need to tell me where the money is. Where's the money? Where's the drugs? Yeah. And she tells him the truth. She says, I gave, I gave them away. Specifically the money. She threw the drugs away, but I don't, I yeah. think if she told him that, then it would have gotten worse for her. Um, she says, no, I gave them away. And Nick does not believe her. And he tells Riley, look, look at my face. This, this, what happened in my face here, this is nothing compared to what I will do to you if you don't tell me where the money is. Yeah. And she says the same answer because she's telling the truth. She has nothing else to tell him. Mm. And he says, okay. And so his bodyguard, his, his dude, his lackey, forces Riley down onto the table while Riley is screaming for help. And this part's going to get a little graphic, my friends. <laughs> It's a little violent, so skip ahead if you don't want to hear about this. Um, yeah. But he puts a plastic bag over her head, strangling her. She can't breathe. Yeah. Horrible. And he removes the plastic bag and he says he doesn't like violence. Which is <gasps> bullshit. <laughs> because why are you being violent? But he says sometimes violence is necessary. Violence changes things. I mean, he's not wrong. He it does yeah he's not wrong. I and like I hate to say it, but I, I did find that funny when he was like, oh I don't like violence, but she and then does it again, puts the bag over her head again, and I'm like, like I found myself not I wouldn't say laughing at the fact she's getting suffocated, but laughing no. at the fact that it was just like he started doing it, stop, let her breathe, you know, let her feel all that torture and pain and panic, and then did it again to make her feel that torture, pain, and panic again. Like I don't think he was ever trying to kill her. I think he was trying to scare her. Like. Almost like keeping her alive while torturing her. Yeah, well, he does need her to know where the money and drugs are, but I think as as it went on, he probably would have killed her. 
I mean, yeah, he probably. I mean, probably didn't give that much of a shit. But so I thought. No, nah, he probably that. didn't give that much of a shit. That's not, it's just that yeah. someone fucked him over in his mind, and he's not okay with that. <laughs> no. So he puts the plastic bag over it again, removes it again, and he tells Riley that it's interesting because violence can change a thing as simple as a plastic bag, and it be- can become the most terrifying thing in the world. It was mm. a normal object before, but now suddenly it's the worst thing you've ever seen. And putting the plastic bag over her head again and removing it again, he then asks Riley one more time where the money and drugs are, and Riley still replies with the same answer, the truth. She doesn't have it. She doesn't know where it is because she'd given it to the blind man. Yeah. And so he puts the plastic bag over her head again. And as he does that, we cut to Will, who yes. suddenly has a tough time breathing. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Will. He's still learning. Um, Because as he starts fighting back, he ends up fighting back against some of the cops in the bar that are trying to help him. Oh, God. Yeah. So because he's in distress and he's still a little new to this, he's not over there fighting. He's also over here fighting. So he's fighting in yeah. both locations. And people are getting their ass kicked in both Chicago. Ones. Yes, as well yeah. as London. So he headbutts Nick's over in London and knocks down the bodyguards. They're down. And while they're down for a second... Riley's able to run out of the apartment, and as she does that, Will's sitting on the ground recovering, and everyone's looking at him like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> because you just beat up a bunch of dudes, and we're having some kind of, I don't know, experience. <laughs> yeah. And now people might start talking, which we'll find out more about later. So, back with Nomi. We see Nomi and Amanita arrive by taxi at a house. They go and they knock on the door, and it turns out to be Amanita's mother. Mm. And I love this woman. She's amazing. I feel like she's gonna die. Oh, you feel like she's gonna die. I don't know why, but she gave me strong ma'am vibes from Never Let Me Go. Ah, Like, yeah, two people kind of, like, on the run, running to, like, a mother of one of theirs, and, like, you know, she's taking them in, you know, trying to protect them, figure out what's going on, and then we'll die for it to save them or something. So, so she's that's the theory I had, mainly because we just watched Never Let Me Go, and that was fresh in my mind. But... Gotcha. Just putting that out there, I feel like she might die, calling it now. Yeah, with them there, now she's at risk, right? Yeah. I see that. A good theory. So, she invites them in. She's like, thank God you called. I'm always here. So, they they go inside, and they're now staying with her. And so, now we have Kala. The last time we saw Kala, she passed out at her wedding after seeing a dick. So... (laughs) Yeah. So she finally wakes up in bed and her whole family is sitting there watching her. <laughs> She's like, hello? <laughs> what happened? And her father says, oh, we've just been sitting here watching you all night, quietly. We just were worried about you. And we're glad you're okay. And she says, I'm fine, I'm fine, <laughs> I think. <laughs> and Carla thanks them again for, you know, because they say that your, your well-being matters the most to us. So we just want to make sure you're all right. So thank you yeah. again, but I'm I'm pretty sure I'm fine. <laughs> and her father says, "Well, as long as you're fine, Rajan is waiting downstairs to talk to you." Yeah. And Kala's like, "Oh no!" <laughs> she covers her head with the blankets. Like I don't want to deal with this right now. But she gets up to get dressed, and as she's rummaging through her her closet, she finds a lot of men's clothes, and she's. What is this? What is it? Ew. Yeah. <laughs> There's boxers in here, and I don't know whose they are. And while she's looking, we see Wolfgang off to the side, watching her, like, 
why are you in my room rummaging through my closet? Uh, <laughs> and she she doesn't turn around yet, but she hears his voice first, and he goes, hey. And she's like, no. Why are you back again? Yeah. She turns around, and a naked Wolfgang is in her bed. <laughs> yeah. She's like, why are you always naked? <laughs> I was gonna say, he gets naked a lot. Yeah, and we uh, we find out a little more in this is like he says Germans aren't that uptight about nerd. Yeah, so. and I think we talked about it last week too. We're like, we did. I mentioned that like, he's gonna talk about yeah. it. Yeah, and that's probably why. But Kala is like attempting to leave, and apparently she can't for some reason. I guess the doors are locked or something, and she's locked the door. And she's well, it looks like she locked. locks the door to talk to. Oh, maybe that's what it is. Okay, <laughs> I wasn't hundred percent sure what that was, so maybe that's what it was. She locks the door and is like, okay. You ruined my wedding. And he said, no, I didn't. You didn't want to marry him anyway. Hmm. <laughs> I know that. And she says, you, look, you that's not for you to say. You don't know me. And Wolfgang says that you didn't want me to say it, but I knew you were thinking it. <laughs> yeah. Come sit with me. She says, okay, I think I know what this is. Gods are angry with me, and they've sent some perverted naked demon <laughs> to, to stress me out. You're always naked. And Wolfgang says, Germans aren't about nudity and Kala says it's about decency and privacy not nudity <laughs> mm. and Wolfgang's like okay then why did you look <laughs> I mean he's got a point he's got a point and we know she did look because when her eyeline went down so did ours so yeah, like I mean like I mean you could you could probably tell from top up that he was naked without looking but she went to sneak peek she, she looked she took a look and she said no I didn't I didn't look yeah. You sure about that, Carla? <laughs> and Wolfgang says, from the first moment I saw you, I wanted you. And I know you feel the same. I don't know how, but I know mm. you feel the same. And she stares at him and she says, oh my god, you are a demon. <laughs> I love her. She's just well, so Well, because he, she knows he's right. She knows he's right. Because he can, he can feel it from her mind. And so... It's obviously true, and so she, but she's trying to deny it consistently. She's like, I swear, yeah. I don't. It's like, okay, sure. <laughs> so, with Lito, Lito, Hernando, and Danny are watching a Lucha Libre match. I do not know much about wrestling or fighting, because um, it's not really my thing, but they're watching some sort of boxing fighting match. Yeah. And Hernando's analyzing the artistic significance of the match. He's very into art. He's very into the meaning of things. And he tells Danny that the match is a Manichian? I hope I'm saying that right. Manichian drama? Manichian? I might be saying that wrong. Uh, Let me know what it is, guys, if you know. (laughs) But uh, it's about good and evil. And he says, La Parca Negra, which is the fighter in dressed in black, uh, symbolizes the oppression that we're afraid to face, the fear that we're afraid to face. Mm. And in the ring, La Parca Negra knocks down, not, gets knocked down, and Hernando stands up, and he's like, yeah! He's having a great time. And yeah. when he stands up to cheer, Lito whispers to Danny that Hernando sees everything. He analyzes everything. He puts so much thought into everything. And that's what he loves most about him. <laughs> I love them. Um, <laughs> and when Hernando sits down, Danny's like, you love this. And he says, I love art. I love all forms of art. Even this is art. The fight in the ring is a reflection of the struggle in our minds. And he says that everyone has their own parca negra. 
Carca Negra. I'm trying to yeah, la, 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 use my tongue there. And that it represents the thing that stops us from becoming who we are meant to become. And that they must defeat him to feel peace. He puts so much thought into it. It's so beautiful the way he sees the world. And everyone's standing up and cheering. And Leto's happily watching them. But then he looks around and he sees a, a masked guy in the aisles. And he seems to be watching them. Off to the side. Yeah. Any theories on what that might be? Is that the dude? Whose name I forget? The dude. Uh, the dude was... I Danny's was ex? Yeah, Danny's ex. What was his name? Joaquin? Suddenly... I Joaquin, thank you. Uh, oh, that was, was uh, I wasn't sure that I was right or if I was thinking of something else. You were right. It was Joaquin. Okay, I, yeah, I yeah, Joaquin. Forgot. I think it's Joaquin. Yeah, it was Joaquin. So th that's good theory. Good theory. Uh, either way, some scary dude is watching them. So that's a little stressful. Um, yeah. But it's a blink and you miss it kind of thing. So Lito dismisses it and he goes back to watching them. Uh, so back with Kala, who is coming downstairs to talk to Rajan. Rajan is eating, oh, gosh, how do you pronounce this? Katra ni machi? <laughs> it's a food, uh, obviously. Uh, but <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna see what this is because I know I pronounced that very wrong, and I would, I would like to be informed. It's a very popular Parsi dish in which fish smeared with generous amounts of green chutney and then wrapped in a banana leaf. Interesting. Hmm. Cool. Steamed steamed fish topped with a chutney and wrapped in a banana. Okay, yeah. Okay. So that's what he's eating. His patra ni machi. Ma machi? <laughs> I would like to learn some of these languages at one point. Um, and Kala says that it was her father's grandmother's recipe. Hmm. And he talks about how absolutely amazing something as simple as a recipe and something as complex as DNA can span generations and be passed down from person to person. And Kala mentions that her great-grandmother was actually a terrible person. And apparently she hated the way that her father, Sanyam, cooked the patra nimati. <laughs> and Rajan talks about how hard it is for a woman with obvious talents to get recognition the same way her father did because he's a man. Can I just say, Rajan is a top-tier human being. <laughs> like, why doesn't she love him? <laughs> like, my God. I know, I know. He's literally the most wonderful human on the planet. <laughs> like, holy I'm, shit. It's so sad that she doesn't love him because he's literally amazing. And Kala, after, uh, she, Kala's thinking about it and she says, you probably hate me. And he says, why would I hate you? And she says, well, I, I ruined the wedding, you know? And he says, no, 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 you didn't. Honestly, I think it was a good thing that happened. She says, why? He says, because their wedding will be special and different. Everyone else always has the same story with their wedding. But I can say, when I tell our kids this story, that their mother took one look at their father and fainted straight away. <sighs> and that they should still get married because he loves her and he can't wait to marry her. He thinks it'll make their even wedding even greater. Now they can do it in a special way. So she smiles because this is a very sweet thing to say. And I think her smile was very genuine. But it's just, she doesn't love it. Kala. 
Why doesn't she love him? I don't. It's I just, fucking it's love him. Thing. He's great. I, I fucking love him, and I'm a lesbian. <laughs> like, he's so good. I would marry Rajan tomorrow. It's Honestly, just... same. Like, holy shit. <laughs> he's just a lovely human being. And it's just that thing where there's a deeper connection with someone else. And even before she met that someone else, she wasn't feeling that deep connection with Rajan. It's like yeah. she was looking for something and she found it, but it wasn't with Rajan. So that's the obstacle I think there is right now. She she feels mm. like she could probably grow to love Rajan, as a lot of people in arranged marriages do. This isn't a arranged one, but yeah, some people in arranged marriages do grow to love each other. So she could probably grow to love Rajan and she knows that, but something got in the way, i.e. Wolfgang. Um, mm. And now she's having a hard time letting herself maybe learn to fall in love with Rajan. So yeah, it's it's a little bit of a problem area here. <laughs> now with Capius, we get an interesting development on Silas Kabaka. Capius meets with Silas at a nice fancy golf course, and he's eating when Capius walks up to him. He says, "Oh, I heard your mother's status continues to improve." And he says, "Yes, the medicine is working. She's improving. Thank you." But Silas says, "Don't say thank you because I'm not in the business of charity." Yeah, um, I give you this, and so you give me this kind of thing. It's a transactional thing. Yeah. And he says, come with me, and I'll let you know what you'll be delivering next. And they walk over to a sandbox, where Silas in introduces his daughter Amundi to Capius. And Silas asks, oh, what are you building? And she says, I'm building the home of the Little Mermaid. And I wish we could live here. And so Silas says, we'll take a picture of it, and I'll ask how much it'll be to build. She says, really? And he says, of course. So it seems to be that he gives his daughter anything she wants because yeah. he loves her and he's willing to give her whatever. And so she runs to get her camera and Silas turns to Capius and says that Amandi doesn't see me as someone to fear. She just sees me as her father, someone that loves her. And apparently she has leukemia. And she needs to get some stem cell transplants, things like that, like a bunch of medical t tests and treatments done on her to keep her healthy. Mm. And that she needs to be taken to a clinic in Nakuru. But his cars are too known to his enemies, and it would be very easy for his enemies to take Amundi if he were to drive her there. So he wants Capius to take her in the Van Damme because that run-down piece of shit, he likes to call it, They'd never look for her there. Yeah. So this seems to be Capius's next mission. He says that she's the most important thing to him. And that everything he's done, he's done for her. And that without her, his life has no meaning. And he warns Capius that if anything happens to Amundi, then his life will have no meaning anymore either. Yeah. So a little bit of a threat there, but he seems to be that kind of person. So Honestly, I'm really liking Silas Kabaka. Exactly. He's a very gray area character. Like he he's a bad person with some good intentions. Uh like it's it's very I see it the other way around. He's a good person. He's with a very good bad person intentions. with bad intentions with or doing bad actions. Because he's I trying to take that. care of his daughter, make sure she's safe, and he's doing whatever he can, similar to Caffius. Mm. Did I say that right? Caffius. Caffius. With an S. What? With an S. S. Capius. 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 At the end. C A P H E U S. Capius. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Similar to Capius, 
who's doing the same thing for his mother. Like, he's doing all the, like, sketchy things for Silas for his mother. Like, they're pretty much the same. You're making a very good point, actually. I know. That's true. Yeah. I'm noticing <laughs> like, it. I'm I like, I, make, I like it. <laughs> I make good points. Thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah, some of them do. You know, yeah. <laughs> you make a very good point, and I'm interested to see what you think about him in the next episode, because there is something that happens in the next one that uh, could be considered a bad action. So we'll read into that when we get there. But you you make very several points, because Silas will, is doing a lot of good things, but also bad, a lot of bad things. So yeah. it's interesting to study his character. But after learning about Silas Kabaka, we are going to take a break here. And when we come back, we are going to see what happens at Sun's court hearing for the embezzlement that she is. And the clusterfuck. And the clusterfuck, which is which is still a few scenes away after that. But yes, and the clusterfuck. Yay! I'm excited to talk about that. (laughs) Yeah, this will be fun. (laughs) Uh, So we will be right back. Okay, so we are back with Sense 8, episode 6, Demons. Yeah. The second half, which includes the clusterfuck. Uh, yeah. We will get there. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get we will get there. First, we are with Sun, and she's at her court hearing for the embezzlement that she is not at fault for. And the attorney saying Sun has cooperated and she's signed the confession and everything and she has no record so she should be you know totally fine to go on bail because then we can properly prepare her case if she wants to go through a trial so there's a latitude in sensitive sense sentence can't say this word sentencing (laughs) yeah there you go because i'm used to saying sensate so i was like sensitings (laughs) (laughs) don't worry we i've had my fair share of fuck up words as we all know (laughs) She wants a latitude in sentencing so that, you know, they can fairly judge her. And the judge agrees with the opposition. I don't know the legal terms. Uh, but they agree with the people, the lawyers that are against her, uh, saying mm. that he's denying bail because she could use the money that's still unaccounted for to flee the country, even though she has no record and she's been cooperating the whole time. Yeah. But they don't take that into account. No. So a policewoman comes up to escort Sun, and as she's walking away, she sees her father and her brother, who have kind of uneasy expressions on their faces as she walks away. They're interesting. They're tough to read. But I was going to say, like, it it was interesting to read, I, especially the brother. Like, Yeah. I wouldn't say he was happy she was going to jail for him, but he also, like, it, w- it was interesting. Mm, her father looked a little guilty, and her brother was a bit tougher to read. Like, it could have been guilt, but it also could have been, like, sucks, I'm sorry, dude. Like, it, like... <laughs> it almost seemed like it was hard for him to watch. Yeah. Like, Which, this is your fault, dude. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, I do feel like he does feel guilty about it. I, I hope, mm-hmm. at least in some way. But also, like, it's also like he knows that, like, he's not gonna fucking go to jail. Because he's like, oh, yeah. well, like, it, it's kind of like a, oh, I know this is my fault, so I don't want to watch it. But I'm also not really feeling bad about it or doing anything to stop it either. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do anything to stop it, but I'm sorry. <laughs> like yeah. which isn't the best. <laughs> I was gonna make a comparison to a show you haven't seen yet, so I'm not going to, but never mind. Okay, Continue. so you're not going to. <laughs> Good to know. Okay. Good there's a comparison somewhere out there, folks. I just won't yeah. be doing it. <laughs> so back with Will, it's a few days later, and Diego's telling Will that people are starting to talk about Will's behavior because he's been acting kind of weird. Up mm. until now. 
leading up to the bar fight, in quotes. And Will says that if they have a problem with him, he should know, so he can do something about it. But Diego says, it'll, it'll just make you angry, I don't want to tell you what they're saying. <laughs> and Will says he doesn't really care about it anymore, you know? A lot of shit's been going down and he doesn't give a fuck anymore. Diego says, says? Girl, let me start that over. Diego says that Will should start caring, because the way people are talking, it's it's not great. Like, something could, bad could come from this. And Will kind of was thinking he was crazy a few days ago, and to, and to people who aren't sensei, it probably does seem crazy. So he asked yeah. Diego if he thinks that Will's crazy. And Diego says, yeah, but I like him crazy. <laughs> I, I really like Diego, I'm not gonna lie. I, I really like him. I like Diego. Diego's pretty great, and while he likes to, you know, rag on Will and things like that, they're, they have a very brotherly relationship, mm. and they're very close. So, back with Caffius. He returns back to the Van Damme, and it's full of passengers, it's ready for the day, and Jella's like, there he is, let's get going, but Caffius says all the passengers have to get off. Because the van's been chartered for private use. Chartered for private use. And Jealous says, that's ridiculous, who chartered it? And Kafias tells him that Silas Kabaka did. And it's obvious that this man has a reputation because Jealous like immediately like, I don't want I don't want any part of that. I'm not mm. in to all that. And Kafias tries to give Jella his advanced money because uh, Silas Kabaka had given him the money and stuff. So he was gonna give some to Jella, but he says no. I I don't want any part of doing business with Silas Kabaka. So he pressures him to take the money. He presses him, at least, to take a share of the money, saying that Silas's money, he needs it for his mother's medicine. And so he could use it for his family as well, because he has a wife and kids as well. Mm. So that's something we learned about Jella, which is nice. We get some of his story. So Kafius gives him the money and leaves. He doesn't want any more word in it. The Van is being used. All the passengers have to get off. Now, with Leto and Son, this is a very interesting scene. I like the way they did this. Yeah. But it's also stressful. Yeah. <laughs> Deeply uncomfortable. So, Son is being processed as a prisoner. And first we see her kind of in the shower area. She gets ordered to remove her clothing, shower, so she can change into the prison uniform. And Son says, but there's no door. There's no curtain. And she says, well, you gave up your right to privacy as soon as you got here. Yeah. You're a prisoner now. So. Yeah. Yikes. Yikes, yikes, yikes. Um, so she's being treated in a way that we know she shouldn't be treated because she didn't do anything. Mm. And at the same time, simultaneously, Leto is being interviewed by a TV reporter on the set of his movie. And uh, she's asking questions about the movie and just about him you know, in general. And then we see Sun after showering. She's also getting asked a series of questions by the medical guy, I guess, the doctor at the prison, to yeah. kind of get her history. And he asks her about her sexual history. He's asking her a lot of invasive questions, so we know this is not a great place for Sun to be in. Mm. And she says, I haven't had sex in a while. It's fine. And I have none of these. I have no HIV. I have no crap. Yeah. None of that. Because he's asking her about all that. And Leto and Sun kind of switch split, switch places sporadically and are getting confused by the other interviewer's questions because the one interviewing Leto is asking about his family and she says, what about my family? Because touchy subject for her right now. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the man in the prison is 
saying, okay, remove your underwear because I need you to squat over this mirror and talk just in case there's anything under there. But he looks a little skeevy when he does it. He, he looks like he's enjoying himself. Yeah. Which is gross. It's yeah. just gross. And Leto immediately is like, whoa, 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 I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm not here for that. Because <laughs> this was not part of the interview question before. And he switches back to the movie set that he was on. And she's confused. She's like, you're not doing what? I, uh, what do you mean? <laughs> and he says, oh, he, he recovers very gracefully. He says, oh, that, that was an actor. That's a line in the movie. And so I responded with an actor's reflex. I like that. That was good. It was very graceful recovery. Yeah. Very smart. And he says, let's, let's try that again. And she says, okay, yeah, no problem. So she then asks him, you know, you've been in many a steamy scene. You're some of the steamiest scenes we've seen on, on television and film. So what is your secret to being a great lover? And he delivers this beautiful, eloquent answer about love and mm. being intimate with your partner. He says, you have to be selfless, putting their needs above yours. But you must also be selfish. You have to want someone so much that becomes similar to the need to eat or to breathe. And then this is when desire becomes love. And yeah. I love that. That's beautiful. That's romantic as fuck. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, that's really nice to hear. That's very romantic. So you, it, this comes from how much he loves Hernando because we see kind of a scene interposed where they're having a good time. Yeah. And making love, we shall say. And... So it shows how much he really loves Hernando and how he feels towards him when he delivers the speech because he's pulling from his own experience. And back with Capius, Capius's Matatu, his Van Damme, is parked in an alleyway. He's waiting for Amandi to show up. And Silas's cars pull up. She gets out. She gets into the van. And they say hello to each other. And their relationship is always already kind of sweet. And it shows that Capius really treats her with respect and... Very nicely, which is not new for us, because Capius is just a nice person in general. Yeah. So, of course, he does. Of course, he treats her nicely. And she says, no, 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 you have to call me Diana Prince. And he says, oh, Wonder Woman. She says, shh, it's called a secret identity for a reason. <laughs> that was cute. Very cute. He says, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So, he then starts the van and drives her to the medical center. We have reached the point of the episode. <gasps> <laughs> Okay. The clusterfuck the clusterfuck begins. Okay. Starts off. Okay. I will get into this as much as I can without freaking out. Um <laughs> It's fine. Trust me. You you can do it. My faith. I can do it. It's fine. Um so first we see Nomi and Amanita. Uh they're in bed, they're waking up. And Nomi's feeling it. She's feeling herself again. You know? Okay, side note, I'm sorry to cut you off right now. But side note is Amini's mother around at this point? Because, like, this is her house, and, like, I don't know if she's out getting groceries or something, but, like, that was my first thought with, like, with, like really now? Like, in, like, is her mother around? Like, I, that, that, that was my first note, so continue. Just She could be around, um, but honestly, knowing her mother throughout the rest of the series, she probably doesn't care. She's like, go ahead! You know, like, see, she seems to be that kind of person, as someone who knows her. I mean, but I I feel I still feel like that would be awkward for like the like Amanita and Nomi being like, oh yeah, <laughs> my mom's here, it's fine, you know. Like it's that I feel like it's that kind of household that lets anything happen, you know. It's like fine, whatever. You're an adult, have fun. 
And also, uh-huh. they love. She loves Nomi. Like the mom loves Nomi. So no, I, like, I'm, I, yeah, no, I know. I know it's nothing with like the relationship itself. I just, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like having sex with your parent in the same house, or like being able, to, the possibility of them hearing it, would like just be very uncomfortable for me. At least. True. As you, as we go through the show, though, you'll find out a little more about the mother and Amanita's father. Uh, as we go through that, you'll start to realize, oh, this is a very freeing kind of household you could do whatever the fuck you want okay. here so it's that very it, they go into that w- with that mindset okay so they they're comfortable they're fine so they're ha- they, they start having a nice nice time and uh <laughs> nomi uh is like i don't know if it's because i still have my mind or if it's because you've saved me and that's kind of hot um but she's feeling it yeah and so they're having a fun fun time making love things like that and a song begins to play, and the song is called. Can you guess? Did I, I didn't pay attention to the song. I'll be honest. A lot of other things were going on. I didn't really listen to the song. It's okay, <laughs> like, take a guess. Take a guess. What do you think it's called? Um. Oh well, I don't think it's called Clusterfuck. Though that no, would be a great name for a song. That's not called Clusterfuck. Would it not? I do, I'm just saying. I feel like in this instance, it would be more fitting. This is our not as obvious hint towards something. Oh, is it called Demons? It's called Demons. Congratulations. Why play a song called Demons during a clusterfuck? Uh, well, I don't know. It's just called Demons. It was a nice song to play, so they did this pick. But I just that, that was another reason why the episode was called Demons, because the song oh. is called Demons. So that was the other thing. After that, we cut to... The, the song is still playing, so we know the scenes are connected in a way. Yeah. And we go to the gym. Will is at the gym. He's working out with Diego. And Diego sees some girls. He's like, hey, looking good. Ladies, strong. Um, <laughs> and they're having, you know, they're working out. They're doing their bro talk. They're like, yeah, keep it, keep it right. Keep it yeah. right. You know, they're, they're doing the bro, gym bro thing. I don't, I, I'm not familiar with that culture. I, um, I was going to say, I could, I could tell. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could tell. Whenever I go to the gym, I'm just on my own. <laughs> like, I just put my music in and I go, I'm not just going to look at anyone. I'm just going to concentrate on my song and my running. Honestly, so. Same. I know nothing. Um, and we also see at the same time over in Mexico City, Lito and Hernando are also working out and spotting each other. And at the same time, Wolfgang is at the Roman bathhouse again, presumably. This is a guess, but he probably is. And mm. he is wearing nothing. And some people enter the hot tub as well. And he relaxes and he closes his eyes and he just feels peace. And Lito and Hernando are kind of kissing and embracing. It's it's a whole thing. Everybody's everybody's kind of feeling each other. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but in this moment as well, we do see Danny take up take some pictures and being like, ooh. Okay. And 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 feeling herself in the No, okay, no. <laughs> see, okay, and this is where I had issues with. What the I know, fuck? I know, I know you have, I know you would have had issues with this, and I agree, but <laughs> no, it's like the pictures is, I mean, like the picture, like one that's like you know, that's keeping their relationship a secret, taking pictures of it should not be a thing you do, and then to albeit touch yourself while you're watching it, two other people make <laughs> out, it's like the fucking squirrel up on my roof. <laughs> <laughs> 
Representation of the squirrels on Billy's roof. Yeah, <laughs> d- this is what it was like. The squirrel was just watching. See, they really were inspired by. <laughs> they clearly, holy shit. So yeah, Danny. Honestly, this is not going well for me trying to get you to like Danny. It's um, really not. I'll be honest. <laughs> I keep saying she gets better. I swear she does because it's not that like she gets better. It's more that you realize what this situation is. Like, it's a very, like, mutual kind of situation, or it evolves into one, at least. Like, they're fine with her being there touching things, and she's fine being there letting them do their thing. Like, it's it's a mutual thing. I mean... And I was like, if you're okay with it, I'm okay with it, kind of thing. But uh, in the next episode, that's gonna go out the window for you. <laughs> You know, you keep saying she's great, and that she's I great. I swear like, but to God, I swear to God, we're like halfway through the season better. now, and so far, I'm not feeling it. I swear to God, she gets better. I swear to God. <laughs> Specifically in season two, I think season one is very much the three of them learning their footing on what this relationship is, and where she belongs in this relationship, and. I can see why it's very much like, what the fuck is happening? But season two, once that comes around and they kind of get their footing a bit more, I think she gets better because you realize more about, you, you see more of their family kind of relationship and what this is. So mm. I, I, I see where you're coming from, for sure. And as I watch it, I go, this is not going to go over well with him. Yeah. And that you'll say that, I'll say that in the next episode too, because. Great we're going to have a vibe that you're going to be very upset with. Um, but yeah, so this is, she's, she's having fun by herself over to the side on the bench. She was over there on the bench and yep. she was, yes. <laughs> and at the same time, we see kind of a collage, if as that's the best word we can use. Um, we see Nomi with Amanita and suddenly Hernando is there, and then and then Nomi's there. Everyone just ends up everywhere. Yeah. Except for the people who aren't sensei, obviously. Um, they're all, they're always in their same location. But everyone shows up in Wolfgang's hot tub, too, and his eyes are still closed, and he's like, you can still, he's still not doing anything, he's just chilling. And it's honestly, I must say, like, even though I have a tough time with, like, talking about stuff like this, this was art. <laughs> this was beautiful. Yeah. It was. It was beautiful. Like, it was really well shot. The choreography of it was really well done, especially during the parts where they kept interchanging mm-hmm. between different locations. It was just really well done, honestly. And, spoiler alert, Clusterfuck Part 2 <gasps> will be even more artistic. Yay! But that is not until Season 2. So, <laughs> it won't be for a, a bit, but... It's even more artistic, to be honest with you. It's it's the these shots are so well filmed, and they really put a lot of thought into these scenes. Mm. Like, even though I have a tough time like going over it and talking about it, I really respect the way it was filmed. It was really well done, and it seems like a very special kind of beautiful moment. And Lito was like, he's like, that was one of the best orgasms of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah it's like yeah it seems like it honestly you guys were like how having a hold in it was like it was like four and one to be honest with you <laughs> it was probably I mean, four and one yeah well you there were four of the sense eight 
And then Amanita and Hernando. Yeah. So that's and sex. probably Danny, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but Danny wasn't involved. She was just wa- she was just a bystander. She was just scrolling. Yeah, the roof. we don't actually. She was just scrolling the roof. She was just watching. She was a squirrel on the roof, exactly. She wasn't really involved. We don't even see her, like, after we are outside. Once we go inside, we don't see her. But she yeah. is there, spoiler alert. Um, but you, we'll get there. So, back with Cappius for, like, half a second. Well, hang on, no. I, I, want, I, want to, I want to talk about the aftermath of this, because I have questions now. Okay, aftermath, continue. Okay. Oh, Wolfgang is still in the tub, by the way, and I was he has s- not moved. Yeah, <laughs> Wolfgang, was he even a part of this at all? Like, he was just kind of just there, and they were all, like, surrounding him. I think he was. He was just, it, it was just, he's so chill and calm and collected that he had this experience in his head and he was like, yes. Like, this is this very much works with his character. So, okay, well, apologies, prepare yourself. But did that mean he jizzed in the hot tub? I don't think he did because we didn't see any. So. Okay, see, that's why I thought, because I didn't, like, I didn't notice it, but I'm also like, it almost like he wasn't, like, taking part in it. He was kind of just, like, letting it happen to Yeah. Him. But also, I think what it was is, like, this all happened in his mind, so maybe his body didn't react either. Because the other three were actually, except for Will. Well, and then we'll ask my next question. Did Will jizz in the gym? I do not know. I can't tell you that one, honestly. It could have been in his head. Because, because, if, if because he, I think he left it like a scream, like a whoa, like after like it wraps up. <laughs> so I'm assuming that was, was it not? Yeah. Maybe? It, yeah, it, no, yeah, it was, it was kind of like that, honestly. I, I, what I'm thinking here is that the people that were actually having sex definitely did, but the people that weren't uh, did it in their minds. Like, in their mind, they were like, whoo, great, awesome. <laughs> but, but would that affect their body, too? Uh, because the mind can be like a powerful it. thing. The mind can be a powerful thing. So I would say that it could definitely have happened, but I don't want to say yes or no. And my theory is yes for Will, no for Wolfgang. Gotcha. Yes for Will, no for Wolfgang. Again, Wolfgang would just stand there the whole, like, chilling there the whole time, and yeah. Will was actually doing some physical movement. He that, was. Like, yeah. Anyway, okay, that's all. <laughs> so, that, that, uh, that's kind of it for the clusterfuck. However, we also see Cappy's in his van watching Van Damme movie, and he looks down, and he's kind of confused for a second, and I think he's, he's also kind of feeling... Oh, re- oh, I didn't catch yeah. that. No, it's hard to catch because I didn't notice it the first couple times either. And then I watched it and I went, is he? Because <laughs> then it cuts away right after. So I think he's feeling the effects. But cutting back from him, we're done with the clusterfuck. And over breakfast, Nomi, Amanita, and Amanita's mom, Grace, are having a discussion on what Nomi's been going through and what she's been experiencing. And Nomi's wondering, why am I connected with other people that are so different from me? And not ones that have minds that are more in sync with my own. That's what I'm wondering. And Grace suggests because she teaches evolution. So she knows a little bit on the subject. Or she can at least theorize. And she suggests that just like evolution thrives from diversity. Nomi benefits from connecting to people different from her. It makes more sense to evolve that way. Than it does to connect with minds similar to your own. It helps you grow when you connect with other different minds. Yeah. And Nomi kind of worries and is wondering if her condition will worsen and whether she'll be able to control it. And at the same time, we see Sun, who is getting accompanied by a guard as she enters her cell. And the guard tells her that she'll be transferred tomorrow to the prison she'll be staying in, which is Chongju Prison. So Sun's still in a bad predicament. And Nomi's still talking, saying that 
it's crazy that she feels all these different emotions inconsistently and without any reason. And Grace says it's kind of similar to menopause. Oh, um, yeah. I was like, I mean, fair. Fair, honestly, yeah. Hormones and all that sucks. And Amadeus saying that emotions are connected to the nervous system, which means something must be happening with Nomi's brain because there's no other way for like emotions and hormones to really come through. You need the brain in that. It's not just, oh, I'm thinking this. And Nomi's wants to know if she can control it because it could be like ADD where you can take a pill and limit the effects it has on you. Or it could be like Alzheimer's and it'll slowly degrade her brain and there's no way of stopping mm. it. So hopefully it's the former and she's not about to, you know, die or something. Mm. Um, and Amanita's worried is still and she holds her hand, but Nomi's stressed. She still doesn't fully believe or fully know what's going on. Mm. And now with Sun and Riley, I love this scene with Sun and Riley. Oh, this was uh, nice. I liked it. This is this was cool because it you see them kind of bonding, and so Riley gets to bond with another sensei, and Sun gets to bond with another sensei, which is cool because both of them had only really, aside from Will with Riley, both of them had bonded with Caffius. They'd had mm. conversations with Caffius, and Sun is still sitting in prison, by herself. And Riley is up at her lookout spot crying, which I want to visit this spot one day, by the way. Next time I'm in London, I want to try and map where this could possibly be yeah. and look at it. Because I saw the skyline there, so it's e it should be easy enough to figure out. But they're both kind of visiting each other because they need each other. This is one of those moments where they could both benefit from hearing what the other has to say, and so they end up visiting. Yeah. And Riley apologizes for interrupting her because she had been crying. And she says she thought she was alone. And Sun said she thought she was too. And after introducing themselves, Riley finds it weird. She's like, wait, your name's Sun? That's so weird. She's like, why? And because up at Riley's lookout, there's a quote along the edge that says, I have conversed with the spiritual Sun. Mm. So that was a cool, fun coinky dink that happened there. And Riley says that she comes to this spot every night after work uh, to smoke. And Sus says, she's like, I could kill for a cigarette right now, but she can't have one. She's in prison. Yeah. And she asks what Riley is smoking, and Riley is smoking hash, which is kind of, she says, is kind of like pot, but better. Sun tries smoking it. She's like, why don't, I mean, we can't, it can't hurt to try, so why don't you try some? And so Sun takes the vape, she tries it, and Riley exhales the smoke. I don't know if you noticed that. I didn't that know. That's cool. That was so cool. Like, sun blows out, nothing comes out, and it comes out of Riley's mouth. <laughs> like, that was crazy. I love that. I didn't notice that at first either. And sun says she can taste it, but it's kind of like a memory. It doesn't It doesn't have, like, the strong taste of this just happened, but it's mm. more like she remembers it. And she asks if it makes her feel good. And Riley replies sometimes, but they have a saying in Iceland. And it's... It's not the drugs that make the drug addict. It's the need to escape reality. Moo. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> as someone who's been addicted to many things in my life, yes. Uh, and that makes sense as well, because sometimes you just need to not be in reality. It's not like you want to be on drugs. It's just, I don't want to be here right now, and this helps, you know? Yeah. And she asks Sun why she's there. And Sun shares that she may have just made the biggest mistake of her life. Yeah true i agree um i agree too but nothing she can do to change it right now so 
that's probably what's scaring her. We go back to Caffius, who uh, is waiting for Amandi to finish her treatment. She comes back in the van, and she knows that he's watching Van Dim again. And she asks why he watches it. Uh, why does he inspire you? And he says that he inspires him to believe that anyone can make a difference. And that if they're brave, they can make the world more equal and just. So that's why he likes Van Damme. And Amandi says that, like Jean-Claude, her father uh, kind of reminds her of that. Because he has a lot of enemies and they have to be brave and fight back. And Caffius is taking that into consideration. He's not like, no, but he's like, mm, interesting. So we'll learn a bit more on Silas Kabaka in the next episode. But hmm. that's it for them. Back with Riley and Sun. Sun is realizing they're both in trouble for someone else's crime. Sun is stuck in jail for covering for her brother, and Riley is on the run because her bling at the time wanted to steal drugs and take all his stock, and now this guy's after her. Yeah. And she says she knew what Junkie was doing, but she didn't stop him. And she didn't... She, she took whole... She took... What was it? She took responsibility. That's the word. Mm. I can't speak words today. Uh, <laughs> uh, she took responsibility for what Junki did, even though she knew what he was doing. And Riley starts talking about the hidden people of Iceland. They're kind of like elves that live in the land. And she says that when she was young, she once went to a cave and she heard one of them singing. And it was a song that her mother used to sing to her when she was a child saying that she always found the song kind of comforting, despite that it's about a mother having to kill her baby. Which is a bit dark. But mm. I know other songs like that. Like, isn't Pumped Up Kicks like a jolly song about a school shooting? <laughs> I have no idea. No? Okay. That was a song I used, that everyone used to listen to. Everyone was obsessed with in, like, junior high or high school or something like that. And it turns out it's about, like, a school shooting. Oh. So, it was like, it was it's upbeat and shit, but it's dark lyrics. And she heard the voice several times in her life, this, this singing voice. And she says that it once told her that she was hexed and that if she stayed in Iceland, bad things would happen. Riley talks about her mother's death and saying she believed it was her fault because she was hexed. Mm. And Sun says that her mother died when she was young as well. But she was never told and voice never told her that she was hexed and she still somehow believed it was her fault even though her mother was sick so she's trying to comfort riley and believing maybe you're not hexed you just blame yourself for things that aren't your fault just like everyone else and riley says she wants to go back to iceland she wants to go home she wants to see her father because life is not good for her right now and i think going home would be good for her mm. and sun says she should but riley's afraid and Sun tells her not to be afraid, since she's safer there than where she is now. True. And Sun's saying, tomorrow I have to go to prison. Riley asks if she's afraid, and Sun nods. Which is interesting, because I don't think we've seen her be this open and honest mm. with someone, aside from maybe her talk with Caffius. So it really shows that their connection is something so powerful that Sun is letting her tough exterior to go to be like, yeah, I am scared. Mm. Absolutely. And Riley says, don't be. Sun says, why? And she says the exact same thing Sun just said to her. Because you're safer there. or You're safer here than where you were. 
And it's such an interesting statement. I really love that quote because it relates to both of them really well. They both end their visit and they're both worried and afraid. That's their yeah. current state of things. Back with Nomi in San Francisco, we get a nice little moment between her and Amanita. Nomi's working on the computer and she looks up and she sees Amanita doing the dishes and she's just like taken over by admiration and love. And she's like, I have to do this. She gets up, she walks over to her and she kisses her. Hugs her from behind. It's like, what What was that for? And Nomi says she just felt like she needed to do it. And she's like, I like that. And they're just... They're was that supposed to mean something else? Like, I wasn't sure that was like a sense eight thing or that was just her being in love with her. Because like, I was kind of confused. I was like, wait, wait, where, where did that come from? Like, I, I wonder if it was or if it was just a beautiful moment between the two of them. But also, if I really think deeply on it, this could be out of left field, but it could be have something to do with the quote of you're safer here than where you were. It where could, yeah. She felt that. She felt that in her chest. She's like, I am safe here because I have her. Yeah. And it could have translated that way. Yeah, okay. In our last scene, we see Sun. She's having a dream. And she's in kind of a city, grassy area. I, it looks like Dongdaemun. I'm not going to say for sure because I'm not sure. Uh, but she's there. She sees her mother walking towards her, and it kind of flickers between her mother, like her actual mother, and Angelica, her mother. So mm. both mothers are kind of going back and forth, and her mother talks to her and tells her, you're my strong, beautiful girl, but you need to be careful. She says that they'll hurt you if they find out what you are. Sun asks, what am I? And in a final moment, Angelica takes her mother's place and whispers to her, the future. Which is a great ending to an episode. That's one of my favorite ends to an episode yet, yeah. to be honest with you, because it's so like. <laughs> but Sun wakes up in the prison cell. She had been crying, and that's where mm. it cuts. So that's where our episode ends in a very ambiguous. Yeah. What could this mean? Ending. Kind of thing. Very interesting ending. Uh, who's your MVP for this episode? I think I got mine. Three, two. One. Will. Rajan. Will. Okay. Why'd you choose Will? Um, so there was a scene at the beginning where he, you know, was smart enough to be like, hey, Diego, answer this for me. See if this is a real yeah. person or if I'm going crazy. And then later he does help Riley, like, fight when she's getting suffocated. He breaks her out of that, kind of saves her in that instance. Also, he's part of the clusterfuck, so I had to pick him. I had to pick Stand. someone from the clusterfuck, so it was, so that, that, that was mainly my pool of candidates. Um, yeah. Had to. Great. I picked Rajan. Because I oh, just true. really loved, I really loved him saying, you know, stuff about women have it harder than men. And they, and I feel like they have to work twice as hard to get recognized, which is ridiculous. And he also said, like, I love you so much. And this is why our wedding will be special. He always looks on the bright side of things. And he loves Kala so much. And I, he's just a great person. So I wanted to choose him for that one because I really liked that scene. Looking more into it rather than just him talking like I had seen before. Now that I sat down, watched it, and really analyzed it, I loved that scene. I think it was really well done. I so, so that is why I picked Rajan. All right. Shall we graze you on sure. your last one? So the episode is called Demons. I gave you two choices as to who this would include and you said son or wolfgang and wolfgang you got right because it was like one of the moments had to do with wolfgang yeah 
Uh, not Sun, though. She was yeah. not even in the clusterfuck. I would have given it to you if she was in the clusterfuck. Yeah. But no, I know. No. Um, but that's... I don't grade you on that anyway, so that's not included. But And as I told you last week, this included, like, there were, like, three sensates that this was spread over. Yeah. And the three that I noticed most in this were Will, Riley, and Sun. So, we had confirmation that you're not crazy. You said Nomi or Will because it involved two sensates. Mm-hmm. Will, you got right. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. But, good vibes. You got Will. Um, we had a familiar face. You said Sun. It was Nyx. So, it was with Riley. Uh... Nyx came back. So, it had to do with Riley. Did not get that. Prison. You said sun. That was an easy one to get. <laughs> yeah. uh, clusterfuck. You took a guess at to see if uh, you could guess the four people in. I was close. I was one off. You were you were close. You said Kala, Wolfgang, Lito, and Nomi. It was Wolfgang, Lito, and Nomi. Kala was not there. It was... Um... Will instead. Will. Was it, yeah, it was Will instead. You're right. Yeah. Goodness gracious. It was Will instead. And your last one was a quote. It was because you're safer there than where you were, which you said will or know me. It was Sun and Riley. So yeah, you got no, that no, very wrong. Yeah. Very wrong. <laughs> but not bad. Not bad. You got a lot of like on the ones where you had to guess two, you got one of them right on most of them. Yeah. So that's good. So your vibes for the next episode. Your next episode is called WWNDD. W-W-N-D-D. Mm-hmm. Do you want to guess what it means? I'll be honest, the first thought I had was Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Which I'm sure you don't know what that is at all. Because of the character named Double D in it. I do, too, know what Ed, Ed, and Eddie is. <laughs> you did? I'm sorry, you're like, oh, I never grew up watching cartoons or animation or anything like that. Well, I still grew up in the 90s. <laughs> well, I didn't know that. Well, I mean, I did know that, but I didn't know you fucking knew, like... I watched some stuff. I knew Ed, Ed, and Eddie. I watched, like, Cat, Dog, Rugrats, all that fun stuff. I I, I know cartoons from, like, the 90s and early 2000s, but oh. after that, no. Okay, well, okay. So, so okay, so <laughs> that was my first thought, which I'm sure has nothing to do with the WWNDD. It does not, no. They do not talk about Ed, Ed, and Eddie in some okay. Um. So it's... Hold on. I need to make sure I'm getting the right... So it's W... W. 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 N. N. D. 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 So it's those five letters. Yes, it is. Okay. What do people usually say when they say WW? Worldwide, was actually what I was going to say for W. No. Oh, never mind. <laughs> never mind. I was like, worldwide? I will say, this might help you. There's a question mark at the end of that. It's usually, people usually use this acronym. But not with the, the, usually the last three letters are always different. Or the last couple letters are always different. But WW is always the same. When you said double D, it made me think of boobs. Okay, it's not, it's not boobs. So I'm like, no, no, they're not talking about boob size. The second I said, the second I said double D, I went, fuck, he's going to think that's about boobs. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I originally thought, then I thought boobs. So clearly my mind's all over the place. Um, Walruses will never die down. Do you think that's an acronym people usually use? Walruses. Really? I don't know. Fuck if I know. I got the D. I the D. D the double D throwing me off. Okay, you might. Uh, okay, uh, considering you're having such a t- time with this acronym, I will I give know. you the first two letters, which are used in all versions of this acronym. 
Okay. The two W's are what would. What would. Oh, yeah, the last letter is usually the same, too. But I will not say it. What would blank blank blank. What would NDD. What would Nintendo Direct discuss? No. The D no. is wrong again, but it's not Nintendo. <laughs> well, uh, what would... Shall I help you even more and tell you Never the last Never die letter? down. I don't know why I'm saying die down for the last, for the double D, but I feel like that... You know, okay, like I'll give you the last letter too, because those are always the same. What would blank blank do? What would ND do? People use this acronym all the time, but the middle letters are usually different because they change it to a different person whenever to suit their needs. What would blank what blank do? What would ND? Who the fuck's ND? <laughs> I'm of characters in the show who are ND. No. No. There are no, none. there isn't. It's someone. It's someone that's not a character in the show. It's their 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 own thing. Andy. It's a fictional character. I will say that it's a fictional character. Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> no, but, but great that you got an ND. Um, hey, look, it's an ND. I think he's fictional, right? He's fictional. Yeah, I think he's fictional. Um, ND. Napoleon Dynamite. I'll here. I'll try to think of a girl now too, because I gave a guy answer. I'll give a girl answer too. Um, I'm just gonna throw in who it involves, but like, yeah, I, this was for fun, and you're having a tough time with it. <laughs> I'm struggling with acronyms, I guess. Um, I keep wanting to say Natalie Portman, but that's a P, not a D. That's a P, not a D. A. What <laughs> would? I can't think of anyone who starts with N now. I feel like you know who this is because they're very culturally like. Known as a fiction, they're very known as a fictional character. Like they're used in like, I feel like they're used in conversations sometimes. I I I swear this is a character that isn't unknown to most people. Can I look up like ND initials? Yeah, go for it. This was for fun, okay. but you can do that. <laughs> fictional characters with how do you spell initials? I N. Oh, I N, not E N. Initials, N D. Did that actually give you anything? Well, no. Now we're in. Okay, we got O. We're, okay, we're in the O's. So I got. Why are you go, in the O? A D. B. Where's N D? I got scroll. Oh, oh, N D. Okay. That makes no sense. I can't believe there's a website for this. <laughs> oh, I Napoleon Dynamite's on here. Hey, there you go. Nancy Drew. Oh, Nancy Neil Drew, Diamond. You say. Nancy Drew, you say? Sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay, so I got Nancy Drew and Napoleon Dynamite. Okay. That's are my answers. That was just for fun. Who do you think it includes? Which is also kind oh, of... Oh, I don't fucking know. Um, oh, my God. Pick who's a, a detective? Oh, Will. Maybe. Because right. he's like a police officer. He's a detective a little bit. All right. I, I feel like we're talking about both Nancy Drew and Napoleon Dynamite. So I feel like we're good. Okay. <laughs> okay, so your first vibe, your first actual vibe, because that was a oh trip. Oh, God. We haven't even started yet. <laughs> uh, we haven't even started yet, dude. Um, is Bug. Bug? Bug. Are we talking Bug of the inside or, like, bugging someone with a wire? Honestly, kind of neither, but more the latter. Then, well. It more involves the latter. Yeah, so... But it's neither. 
I'm still gonna say Will. <laughs> you're gonna say Will, okay. I feel like you're saying that's wrong, but I don't care. I I spent like ten minutes trying to figure out WWNDD. <laughs> okay, next we have Bodyguard. See, my first thought was Sun, but that's not a. That would be a prison guard. Mm. A bodyguard would probably go to someone famous. So probably Leto. Because he's famous. A colorful flashback. A colorful flashback. Yes. Who's colorful? Who's colorful? <laughs> I mean, maybe Nomi. Maybe Nomi. Maybe Kala. Yeah, which one you want? <laughs> I'm going to say Kala. You're going to say Kala, okay. Alright. Next, we have pictures. Pictures. <laughs> You're making a face like I shouldn't be struggling, but I am. Um, I'm making a face because of what pictures means. Oh. Are they nudes? Is that why you're cringing like that? Are they we nudes? Should get it should it should give you a hint as to what the, me worrying about what these pictures are. It should give you. They a might hint. be nudes. Okay, so they're nudes. But of who? Of who? Oh, well, I mean, fucking Wolfgang clearly had no problem with nudes. Um, so I'm yeah. <laughs> you're shaking your head no, like you're trying to warn me about this. <laughs> um, so maybe not him. I told you earlier that there would be a vibe you're not happy with. This fucking bitch. I swear to God, I swear to God. Oh my, it's fucking, De oh my God, fuck off, Danny's a, it's, it's not Danny's. on purpose, it's not on purpose. What a fucking bitch. No, don't say that about Danny, I will fight till the end for her. <laughs> really? So far from what I've seen, she fetishizes a gay relationship take pictures of them while they are in the moment, and apparently, maybe leaks them, apparently, to give my vibe next episode, and then also touches herself as they are doing stuff. She doesn't leak them, I'll say that now. Okay, <laughs> she doesn't leak them. <laughs> but they get leaked because she took them. I feel like they're getting leaked. I'm just gonna write that. Oh, maybe that's why Leto needs a bodyguard, because he gets, like, that whole thing comes out, and then it's like, oh, I have theories now. Oh, God. Okay. God. Your last vibe. Oh, that's not, oh, that wasn't the last one. Fuck that God. wasn't the last vibe. That was just a stressful one. You have one more vibe. And I wrote this okay. down before I realized that there is also something at the end that construes this, but I'll, I will, I will explain. Uh, someone who isn't a sensate gets shot. <gasps> but I realized that someone else also gets shot in this episode. Kind of. Actually, yeah, a couple other people get shot in this episode. God. Um, okay, someone who isn't a sensate, but is friends with a sensate. So one of the sensates, you know, friends or other person or like Yeah, so like a partner. So, ha, we, someone we've seen who isn't a sensate with a yes. sensate. Yes, who, who is positively linked to a sensate. One of their friends, one of their family is shot. Other people are also shot. Specifically with the uh, later Are they also on. outside the sensate? Yeah, they're also outside the sensates, but they're not like linked in a positive way. Like they're not friends or family. Oh. So, it's more, this was more specifically to talk about a specific scene where someone who isn't a sensate gets shot that is a friend or a family member. So, my first thought was, 
Omnia's mom, because I said that from the beginning. I was like, ooh, I feel that. But now that we're talking about other people getting shot too, mm. I'm leaning more towards the likelihood of it being Diego. Ooh, Diego. He's a, he, he is a cop. Odds are if they're hunting down someone. Maybe. Like, I feel like he has a lot more likelihood of doing it. Though I still True, think statistically. Omnia's mom is going to die. I don't think it would be right now. Okay. Because you said you really like her, so unless she's in, like, the whole next episode, and it's just great that episode then dies at the end or something, I don't see that happening. So I'm going to say Diego. Okay, Diego. That is locked in. All of your stuff is locked in. We will see how you did next week. Great. Probably poorly. <laughs> I will say you did good on some. Uh, some were more obvious than others. <laughs> well, 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 one you were like spelling out to me, and I still can't. I was spelling it out to you. I was like, "Do it!" I've already mentioned this. <laughs> I did that last week too with the bag, or like two weeks ago with the bag. I was like, "Dude, the bag!" I already mentioned the bag once. Yeah, like, oh right, the bag. The bag. Um. So yeah, that was Sense Eight, Episode Six, Demons. Join us next week for Episode Seven, WWN Double D. Yay! See you then. See you then. Bye, boys.